Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back to the 13th episode of the InterSTEM podcast. Wow, 13 is a lot. And today we will be talking about just, you know, some rapid fire debates about, you know, various STEM topics and some ethical issues. So just in case you guys, first off and foremost, my name is Gordon Chang. I'm 16 years old and I'm currently a junior at Rancho Cucamonga High School. So Andre, Mana, can you guys also introduce yourselves in that specific order? Hi everyone, I'm Andre. I'm uh, 16 years old and I go to Beckman High School as a junior in Irvine. Hi, my name is Mona. I'm also 16 years old and I'm a junior at Los Altos High School. God, well that really makes the first question really easy since we're all on the same playing field. So guys, like how's your winter break? Like have you guys been chilling or have you guys been hustling? Uh, for me so far, it's been uh, pretty relaxing just because I think I was doing a lot more stuff over Thanksgiving break. Um, but at the same time, there's different things going on for next semester that some people may want to prepare for. So I think that some of my friends are really busy. Um, but myself so far, I've been pretty relaxed. I think in the other part of winter break in the next week, I'll probably be doing a little bit more. Yeah, I would say the same. It's been pretty relaxing so far, but as Andre said, I think I'll probably wake up in the second week of break and uh, step on the step on the accelerator. Yeah, now I feel sad because um, yeah, okay. Other than like really being able to sleep in, I've been like, I've been working pretty hard because like there's just uh, next semester everything's gonna come, uh, whether it's uh, sports tryouts club elections and just like all sorts of things, you know, AP exams. Yeah, I mean, I, I did have a good vacation, Thanksgiving break, but yeah, now I'm back. And unfortunately I have to wake up every day in the morning and say, yeah, gotta go to work. Sad, yeah, so, it's not paid either. Oh, well, yeah. I think that brings it to a larger question of when we're on break, whether it be winter break, Christmas break, oh wait, that's the same thing. Uh, winter break, Thanksgiving break, summer, should we be productive or, or do you think it's just a time to relax spend time with family friends etc depends on the time period i mean like let's be honest the three of us here we're juniors all right and at this point in time it's, it's really important that we you know work hard because college applications are coming out next year for us and i hate to think about that but man sorry it just huh, takes me out of the zone but yeah it, it's coming so you know as of right here right now i think of us can agree that you know it's time to start hustling and next year next year after we get into stanford three of us that is when we get to spend time with our family well first i'll have to wait for that um and also, calling the I, shots yeah yeah um but everyone does say that second semester is uh second semester of junior year is always generally the hardest in combined with um senior first semester which makes a ton of sense so i yeah i agree we will have to put on the gas pedal um I just think that right now I'm slightly procrastinating for this week um, and then I'll hopefully get back into the kick of things into next week. Okay, so with all of that said, um, I think that uh, we can start debating. So we just want to introduce the format of everything. We have a ton of questions which we haven't discussed before. We just said, oh, do we want to discuss this? Yes, check, check, check. And so, um, First, we'll just start off with something that's not an ethical concern necessarily in the scientific community, but it's a it's a question that's pretty important to um, 
scientists, and it, it doesn't just affect scientists, it affects a lot of different industries. Um, and that question is, is a zero waste society achievable? What do you guys think? I guess Mana, maybe, do you want to start off? Um, personally, I think that zero waste societies, they are achievable, although um, the prospect of it is very unrealistic. Um, I think bigger cities would have trouble achieving it because everybody might not be on board with the idea. Um, but smaller cities, like I know there's one in Japan that's actually zero waste and they've been able to manage and keep up their quality of life. So yeah, I think in some parts of the world, it definitely is achievable. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that for a lot of uh, smaller financially um, like sustainable, I guess, or, or communities where there's not major hurdles with other parts of their lives, namely the economy. I think that that's really achievable. Um, but I don't think that it's something we can do in as a world, unfortunately, within the next 10 years. And that's kind of sad. Um, but I think that we'll be able to do it ultimately. I, I wouldn't put a date on it because honestly, sometimes I think that dates are just um, statements and they're not really actionable things. It's a start, it's a start, um, but I'll hope for the best. I just don't think right now within the next 10 years, it's achievable. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem realistic to me. I mean, I mean, hypothetically, I, I, I get it. There is a lot of logic behind it, but I don't know if the entire world can pull off something like that. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so that was a, a good starter just, just to warm up, uh, but now we're going to add another layer onto it. Uh, we're going to be having a timer, and each of us will have one minute to quickly state um, what we think on a, on a question in a given debatable topic. And so we'll see how this goes, and um, this is our first time doing it. We'll each get one minute, uh, but one thing that we decided to do is that if we want to rebuttal or just add to someone to what someone is saying, we can get maximum 30 seconds, so there's even more so of a crunch. Um, but I think it'll be really interesting because we'll be super uh, stimulated because we have a time limit um, and we'll see how it goes. So the first question is, should we impose population controls? Um, I guess, oh, okay, since I introduced it, I'll, I'll just quickly say um, what I think because I have a very iffy position and that's why I want to say what I'm saying first and then have you guys um, start off or, or respond to what I'm saying. I do not think that population controls um, is something that a lot of people would agree with and that's one of my main problems with it is that um, it's just not feasible for society. Society won't agree with it and for that type of control you need like almost unanimous support I think. But there are certain countries where populations are just growing exponentially to where it is useful and so taking that into consideration um, I think that only for certain countries it kind of makes sense, but like, a, for example, um, a one-child policy is just way too restrictive for me, and I don't think that someone should be told like, oh, you cannot have one other kid, um, because some people, that makes their livelihood, um, and so it's a moral and also logistical issue, which is, to me, why it seems so challenging, as you kind of just saw, I'm pretty conflicted, so what do you guys think? I actually completely agree with you, Andre. Um, I think instead of imposing regulations on population control, like I guess, as you said, the, the one child rule in China, 
it would be better if we could somehow educate the population um, with uh, explaining contraceptive use, uh, birth control methods, and just explaining that the overall, overall quality of life gets better if you have less children. So um, I think instead of imposing those regulations, it would be a lot better if we could, uh, I guess, fund educational programs like how we're doing in Africa and um, just parts of the world that don't have the access to the resources that we do. Um, okay, so see, I'm a bit more on the fence with this one. See, the thing is, is like, you know, it's like, I feel like we should have some amount of population control because the population like skyrockets, you know, it's kind of over for us. So I think that it's probably just really important that, I mean, I, I don't think we should necessarily be like, you know, as restrictive as like, I think some, some people have been thinking, but like, definitely, I think we should educate the public. I think the government should like, hey, like try to figure out a plan to like ethically tell people that, you know, hey, having less children is good because not only because it truly is, I mean, we just have overall more resources to share and it, it's just going to be far easier to manage less people than it is to have like, you know, like 10 billion people. I don't know when that estimate is going to come true, but again, it's definitely going to be far easier on the world to have less people. Okay, that one had a, a pretty seamless uh, view on it. Um, but the next one might be um, also unanimous or it might not be. Um, so we'll go with this question. Um, should trans fat be banned? Um, in other words, should we just completely eliminate it from being on the nutritional labels whatsoever and having it in any products? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I personally think that, you know, um, trans fat should be kept because like, you know, I mean, I like bacon. I like I like eating a lot of fatty foods and stuff, whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, personally, you just got to manage it, right? You just have to be able to personally say like, hey, hold yourself to this amount and, you know, just keep yourself at like a steady pace, right? Because, I mean, anything in excess is bad and it's all about moderation. That's that's the issue at hand. So. I think that like, you know, like if, if you're gonna ban like something like trans fat, you're gonna have to like ban like sugar and stuff, like anything that's like that, it's, it, you know, if you have a little bit of it and if you can control that, it's completely fine. The issue is not with trans fat. The issue is with people not being able to handle themselves. That's my statement. That's my hot take. I completely agree with Gordon. If you can have it in moderation, then um, I guess, prohibition of trans fat is completely useless. Um, I, I honestly can't help thinking but about uh, the prohibition era, era of the 1920s where they banned alcohol. Um, and supposedly it was bad for you, it was bad for your lifestyle, but people still found a way to get around it in the black market, they still had it. So I think completely um, prohibiting the, the sale and the the consumption of trans fat would not really be applicable in the end. People would still have it. They would find ways to have it. Um, and yeah, it's it's honestly up to them. If they want to keep a balanced, healthy diet, then they, they shouldn't have that much. So I'm really glad that you guys mentioned that because I have a slightly differing perspective on it. I watched this really insightful lecture um, maybe a year ago during COVID, um, and it was about how alcohols and different types of fats, namely trans fats, and a lot of unhealthy substances and 
daily products like Coke um, or other sodas or just, you know, bacon that's genetically modified. Um, and the professor proved how trans fat is essentially a poison. And over time, we are to some extent poisoning our bodies. And while I can see, okay, people have that choice and, and it's not to the same extent as some other like dangerously poisonous substance. I do think that it would help communities, particularly who aren't aware of the risks of trans fat. And I think that it can um, add a lot to um, people's well-being, especially, again, those communities who don't know and can't receive that education. You know, I'm going to have to step in there, Andre. I mean, like, you know, I, I get where you're going with this. But, I mean, if you're going to, like, ban trans fat, would you ban, like, sugar and alcohol, which is, like, which, again, completely feasible. But like, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, people have to understand like what they're putting into their bodies. People have to understand that what they're doing is bad. So would it make sense to like just ban trans fat? Because like one, once you do that, the floodgates open. You know what I mean? I can see that. I was trying to look for it just now. Um, and I believe that at one point, a certain type of sugar was banned. Don't quote me on it, because uh, I have 30 seconds for my response. But um, I'm not sure that it was um, banned for sure. But there are some like dangerous forms of sugars. Um, and that's more common sense because they're like more actual poison. Like you have those types of modified sugars and the outlook doesn't look too good. Um, it, uh, I, I, I honestly don't know. It's a, I'm still very conflicted, but I still lean um, towards trans fat being bad and that we can take some action against it a little bit. Okay, so um, next topic is a little bit deeper. Um, and in the past, this has been a controversial issue and I think it still slightly is. Um, and it's should euthanasia be allowed? Just human euthanasia should be permitted um, yeah, Mana, do you want to take the floor? Yeah, so for euthanasia, I do think it should be allowed. Um, it's with the consent of the patient. And uh, yeah, with the consent of the patient, they uh, should be allowed to, I guess, leave the world in, in a way that they agreed upon and in a way that wouldn't cause them any pain. Um, and it's, I guess it's a matter of have them having control of their bodies and what they decide. And at the end of the day, it should be up to the patient wholeheartedly. Uh, Andre, what do you think? I think that um, euthanasia should be allowed, um, animal or human euthanasia, as long as there's an explicit reason, um, which I think in the vast, vast majority in cases there is um, a reason why euthanasia should be allowed um, and why it is. But um, namely, and I, this is not like what I was thinking. This is actually when we were discussing what questions to talk about. Mana mentioned this because it's, it's hard for us not to um, talk about our answers as we choose questions. And one thing that you mentioned, uh, full credit to you, is that for terminally ill patients, there's no better outcome in a lot of cases, unfortunately. And so I think that it's a lot more beneficial um, as you were saying, that euthanasia uh, should be allowed for those people. Um, so that's my, my take on it. Uh, yeah, so same thing with you guys. I'm gonna say yes, 
but eh, it's not it's not like a normal yes, right? Like if you ask me, like, oh Gordon, do you like do you like Korean barbecue? I'm gonna say yes. This is this is a different yes. Like this, I mean, like I hate to admit this, but like I just feel like yeah. Overall, like people should have control over their bodies, and this honestly goes like hand in hand with my last question, right? You choose what you do to yourself, and overall, no one's gonna stop you from doing that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if people are consenting to it, if people have that make have made that choice then i mean you know overall then you just got to respect it because in their perspective that's the best way that they want to handle themselves and i will not stop anybody from doing that i mean you know again that's that is a pretty dicey debate but that is my stance on it okay i think that we also agree um pretty much on that one um, the next one we'll see because it's actually a debate topic that I've never heard about before um, until today. Um, and so the question is, should organ donation be compulsory for all United States citizens? Um, the United States citizens is verbatim what um, like prompts say, but it, just for the sake of um, argument, should organ, donation, should organ donation be compulsory? Um, what do you guys think? Uh, so I'm gonna say no, because like, at the end of the day, like, you know, even if these people are, you know, no longer with us and all that, I feel that it's, it's wrong to just take something away from somebody. Now, if they, you know, if they consent to it, that's, you know, that's a whole other thing, but this is whether or not it should be compulsory, which uh, not big on vocab here. I think it means forced, right? Or, you know, mandatory yeah so i mean i just i just don't like that i just don't like the fact that hey like you know you know once you are gone that your body is like i guess just tampered with without consent and you know if, if you make that a mandate like that's just like that's just bad because there are a lot of people out there who you know let's say for religious reasons or or otherwise that they don't want that to happen so i think that it is wrong and immoral to kind of just put that out there I also um, agree particularly with uh, religious or other um, uh, sacred views that some people have. Um, and I do think that there's a reason why people have wills. Um, and I think that one reason is to state their wishes when they die. And so I think that that's the best place for someone to um, say if their organization, if they would like to um, have their organs donated after being deceased. Um, I really don't think that it would be super uh, feasible, um, or not just feasible, like I don't think that the public would agree with it too much. But I do have to acknowledge um, the other side because there are like major medical benefits to that. There's a lot more research um, that can take place and uh, innovation in the medical field, uh, or even beyond, uh, whether it be like biomedical engineering or other um, areas. Uh, so I see the other side, but for me, it's a no. So for me, I'm kind of teetering on the line here. Um, I don't think it should be made mandatory. However, I do think that um, something for us to do is to encourage uh, organ donations and I guess um, the culture of organ donations uh, because so many people wait years to find uh, organs that are compatible to them and um, the need for donors is definitely growing exponentially. And given that organ donations do save lives and there's no um, 
rational objection to it. I think the things that you have said that there may be some ideological objections, religious objections, but at the end of the day, organ donations do save lives. Um, and I think uh, it shouldn't be made mandatory because that does impose on certain freedoms, but um, something should definitely be done to spur that culture even more. Actually, um, you did bring up some good points about like spurring the culture. And to me, that's similar to what we were discussing with imposing population controls and how um, the population can just be generally more educated about the benefit or drawbacks of um, imposing population controls. So that's interesting. I think on that one, I was very conflicted. Uh, this one, I, I lean more towards that it shouldn't be compulsory, but now what you said um, about being educated, I think is pretty important. All right, so I can lead uh, with the next question. Should immunization be mandatory? Uh, Gordon, what do you think? I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, it, it, what, what is this? It doesn't do much bad to the society to like immunize the entire population. I mean, I mean, all, all that's happening is like, like kind of like a vaccine, right? And you're just becoming more safer. So I don't understand, you know, the arguments against it. You know, I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. So why not? It, it's, it doesn't have any like long-term side effects. It just makes you stronger. And that is something that is very important to me. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt really quickly. I totally understand your point of view, but um, a lot of people argue that it's infringing on certain freedoms, like freedom of choice of whether or not they want to get vaccinations and immunizations. What do you think about that? I mean, how far do you want to stretch with like freedom of choice and stuff? I mean, like, I mean, I, I, under I understand like that viewpoint and stuff, but like there comes a certain point in time where like rules, certain rules have to be mandated, right? Like, obviously like people like, you know, they are punished for assault and whatnot. And I mean, I feel like that goes a part of that because like overall, like you're just keeping the, like the overall population safe by having yourself be immunized. And I think that, you know, although, although it does like kind of restrict your freedom, like it doesn't give you like a choice, like, like what, what is the argument against it? What is, what is wrong about immunization itself? Yeah, I personally can't speak for those arguments. Um, I can rebuttal like those arguments that people make a little bit um, because people say that we um, infringe on their rights and whatnot. And that's been done many times in different countries, but I don't think immunization is a is a case of that because in a way we are expanding our freedoms because we're allowing people to actually like go outside and not have to feel scared because they could potentially die without their vaccine. And so we're allowing life to return back to normal and get away from um, a virus that has killed so many people and not just had those extreme health effects, um, but also have had some uh, major economic effects. So it's not just um, about freedom of speech and how it's being um, t stripped away from people, but I do, I think in fact that it's the other way around and that vaccines are an opportunity to um, go back to normal. And that's why I think um, that's pretty important. For other vaccines that aren't COVID, it's slightly harder to say. The status quo and what I agree with has been that when you go to school, you know, you, you get shots that are mandatory for the protection of others and to be able to partake in the education that we have. 
but um, I don't I don't see the other way around with particularly COVID. The only thing I do want to mention real quick, and I might be going over a little bit of time on this, um, is that when I think of immunization, I don't just think of vaccines. I can also see someone saying that herd immunity falls under immunization. Immunization is the means of, of getting people immune to a virus. And, and I think most people would hopefully agree, but the idea of herd immunity um, with almost any disease, without any vaccines, uh, just doesn't make sense. It's not feasible. And especially if we're applying that to this question, should herd immunity be mandatory? Um, I, I don't really think many people would say that it should be mandatory, but it's just another layer on top of vaccines that I uh, tend to think of with immunization. I completely agree with both of you. Um, I just wish that there was a way of um, going about making immunizations mandatory without disengaging like, entire populations who may not feel that way. So I know it sounds super trite and all three of us are not from places where there's a lot of anti-vaxxers or people who don't believe in the scientific community. But if you, I guess, if we can find ways to not isolate those populations and instead educate them, um, then that would be best. You wouldn't even have to make immunizations mandatory. So yeah, there. It, it sounds so silly, but there are people who don't believe in that type of stuff. And in the, at the end of the day, their opinions are still valuable and you have to make them feel like they're members of society, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, what you said at the end is very true. They're, they're humans. We don't agree with what they're saying, but um, education's a good mean. It's just not super feasible though, because I think we've tried that a lot. Um, and unfortunately, people don't entirely see the value of the vaccines, and that's their personal choice and opinion. But I do think for the sake of the community and going back to normal, that making that, spe actually specifically with COVID, mandatory would be a um, really useful solution to help everyone, including the people who don't agree. All right, I think we pretty much concluded that conversation was great and all of that, but my question to you guys here right now, real quick, is should animals be tested on for medical purposes? Like, for example, like, you know, when people like test a lot of monkeys to create pharmacy drugs. So, Mana, any, any thoughts on that? Um, I know this is going to sound so sad, but I do think that it's important for animals to be tested on for medical purposes. Um, at the end of the day, their human lives... Um, there has to be some sort of trade-off with human lives and animal lives and we can't just give drugs to humans without knowing their side effects and um yeah just what effects they might have so if we can find more um sustainable ways and ways that are less harmful harmful for animals then go for it but i think as of now um mice monkeys a lot of species that have the same dna structure as us and um are not on the verge of being endangered or extinct, I think, yeah, they should they should be utilized for those purposes. Um, I agree pretty much with everything that you said. Um, and I would like to slightly briefly expand on how animals um, in a way can be given more sustainable methods um, when they're tested on. And I think that when it comes to mice, um, or monkeys, that there are ways that scientists can 
mitigate or reduce um, the effects that those animals could potentially physically feel when they're being tested on. Um, and I think that, as you said, that's, that's somewhat easier and there's a trade-off between um, animals and humans. To do that with humans would be much harder to like mitigate that pain. Um, and if we don't test it, as you said, on animals, then who are we going to test it on? So. Yeah. Oh God. I feel, I feel terrible, but yeah, yeah, we, I agree with all you guys, but I feel like it is necessary because at the end of the day, like human lives are at risk. And I mean, I know it does sound bad, but let's be honest here. Humans are more important than animals. I think, I think from human perspective, we, we, we don't, I mean, come on, like, it's not the worst thing that we've done to animals. I mean, I, I think that it, at the end of the day, it's completely necessary for us to survive. Right. And, and, you know, because a lot of important things that have been developed from, you know, such testing, and it's really benefited mankind. And although like, you know, certain animals rights have been infringed upon, unfortunately, animals just aren't humans. And we don't hold them to the same standards that we hold most humans. So that is my stance on it. I am sorry, but that that's how it is. I'm also eternally sorry. I feel like a villain um, saying this, as I think we all do, but um, I think that our arguments kind of make sense, as unfortunate as it might be. So Cruel stuff, but I mean, at the end of the day, that is our three stances on it. Pretty tough, but God, I feel terrible now. All right, so uh, let's move on to the next question. Um, which has more options, an English or science degree? This one is going to be a bit controversial, but I think it'll be a bit fun. Look, I will say this now, and, and hands down, a science degree gives you way more options than an English degree ever will. I mean, what, what I, I hate to say this, but what, what, what good is an English degree? And I'm sorry to all the English teachers out there, but I don't know any beyond the ones that are at my school. So what exactly does an English degree do? Not a whole lot. Well, okay, for, for us, I think all of us, we're, we're slightly biased. Uh, for me personally, a science degree hands down is probably more useful. When you look at like um, attending college though, most likely you'll be taking similar classes as an uh, English major at the beginning, maybe within the first one to two years. And then you can still take those extra classes. People who are interested in getting their master's, um, or maybe more so like medical school, often don't take um, biology or biomedical engineering or um, some health bio-related uh, major because you can get in with dance or music or a humanities major like English. Um, I don't think it matters too much for me. Yes, a science degree is better. but. For which one has the more general options overall in life, I think that an English degree is much better off because if you're wanting to work and let's say science doesn't work out, or even if it does work out, there are the options where an English major might help you. Whereas if you're going for like some communications job and you have a science degree, it won't majorly disadvantage you, I think. I'm not an expert. Um, but I would say that in, in those general like cases, I think that, um, it's much more beneficial as an English degree, actually. 
I think it really depends on whether you already have the command over the English language already. I would say for us um, in America, it wouldn't be, then English degree wouldn't be as useful as it, um, in contrast to other places like maybe India or um, China where having, knowing the English language actually gives you a lot of business opportunities. Whereas in the US and our background, I feel like a science degree would hold a lot more options, career options and yeah, all sorts of options. I mean, so you, you just gave me like a, a counter to what you're saying, I think, because um, this is like a general question, like which one has more options in general? To, to, to me, I know it's very technical, but it didn't specify um, in the United States. So I'll just, I'll point that out. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give myself a free point wherever I can see it. Um, that's but... fair, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna further my point here. Let's do an activity. Guys, can you guys name anyone that's like, you know, a, a very famous person with like an English degree? Can you? I don't I don't think so. But go ahead. Please try. I am not a um, uh, I don't have the knowledge of a, a famous people encyclopedia, unfortunately. Um, I really don't know many famous people and what degrees they got. So I'm I'm I can't say anything. I'm I'm speechless in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, see, there you go. There you go. I mean, I mean, like for people who are like famous, like done like famous, like science stuff, like you have guys like Stephen Hawking, right? Who was like all about like astrology and stuff. And that falls within the category of science. And yeah, so I think that is going to wrap up our discussion. Anyone want to keep debating me on this? Or am I the undisputed winner of this round? No, I wouldn't say you're the undisputed, undisputed. winner. I think we both have points and I'll, at maximum, I'll yield you that and say that um, we both have like fair points, but I'm, I'm not gonna deem you the winner. All right, well, just for reference, undisputed winner. Should we, should we move on or? Uh, we can move on, otherwise it's just gonna get uh, too much. Yeah, it gets a bit nasty. All right, so the next question that we have here is, should an animal species be distinguished? So I have a fairly controversial take on this one, but you know, you guys go ahead. For me, it's a hard no. Um, I, I know you could pull up saying that there are certain species that are kind of um, a burden on the planet, like I guess mosquitoes and um, cockroaches and things like that. But they're all part of some sort of food chain and food web. And who knows, there may be some organisms that sustain themselves and can survive because of those uh, species. So for us to meddle in that, that web, it's, I think it would be, it wouldn't be great for us either in the long term. And adding on, I think that um, I have the same viewpoint as Mana in that it's almost like taking trees or plants away from an animal species, because as you were saying with the with a food source, you're taking that potentially away from them. Um, and so, you know, trees, plants are, of course, a major source of food for a lot of animals. But um, another thing I like to mention is that there's still other options than just extinguishing animal species. There's a lot of research that can allow us to um, uh, modify their DNA so that it's more beneficial for all organisms rather than just eliminating. Um, and even if it's like a bug, um, or a spider or like a small bird, some of them that may be a burden to other organisms are like insanely biodiverse and add a lot to the planet. Um, so 
in in like ninety nine point nine 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 repeating percent cases, um, I would say that I don't think that they need to be extinguished. Um, God, all right, here here comes the yes. Okay, and allow me to explain why. I guess personally, I hate mosquitoes and cockroaches. Like I hate them. All right, but. The thing is about mosquitoes is that they actually cause malaria in like a lot of countries and that absolutely like destroys the population and it like it harms a lot of people. And as we said earlier, as we've established earlier, humans are more important than animals, you know. So and in regards to the issue of, I think, you know, the food web and food chain stuff like Singapore has actually created like, you know, they've actually created like sterile mosquitoes that like apparently they don't suck blood or whatever. And, you know, good on Singapore. They, they did a solid job with that. So, I mean, I think that is an alternative as to just like straight up wiping out a species. And, but like, yeah, but like the initial species would be extinguished, but everything would most likely go on as normal and human lives would be saved. So, I mean, I don't know how you guys want to respond to that. Um, I have to say, I really wanted to argue um, with you on this, but I, I think that we found the alternative like I love Singapore. I, I could go to rant about how Singapore is so great. I've never been there, um, but I think that those alternatives are the best solution. Do you, do you think you have an idea or a situation where animal species need to be extinguished versus um, looking for other methods or tools to change whatever the issue is with that species or the effects it might have on others? It's a, it's a challenging question, I think, but. Okay, so the only circumstance where like that would not like harm the, the like the food chain would be like animals that are like more or less like extinct already, where there's like just like one or two populations, like like white rhinos. If you if you wiped out white rhinos, or I don't know which rhino, but like if you wipe those rhinos out, not much would change. So that that would have zero impact on the ecosystem, and it wouldn't. Yeah, that's absolutely terrible. I love rhinos, but in that circumstance, if somebody if if somebody wanted to do that, it would not harm the ecosystem. I, like, I actually, morally, it's wrong. I disagree with that because you you might say that those rhinos are not adding to the ecosystem right now, but who knows? One hundred years um, in the past, they may have actually had some really great benefits that we aren't even aware about, and. Who knows? Increasing the amount of white rhinos in the world might actually solve global warming. Like there, there's so many factors that extinguishing a species, I feel like, breaks a lot of those possibilities. I mean, white rhinos did, but they no longer do. And I'm saying that, like, you know, as of this moment, as of like right here, right now, like they don't have much of an impact. Now, I, I love rhinos. I absolutely love them. But you know. But in that case, I get why it doesn't need, or, or why they can, in theory, be extinguished, those two northern white rhinos. But at the same time, like, why do you need to? The question is, should an animal species be extinguished? You don't really need to do that, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, th in this instance, like, no. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there's, because, like, there's just unintended consequences of, I guess, just wiping out a certain, like, cumbersome species and yeah that's that's how i'm gonna close it okay well um and then in that case i would i would deem mana and i the indisputable winners the undisputed winners
undisputed. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I proposed the alternative, but you know what? I'll, I'll be the bigger man. We, we met in the know. middle. We met in the middle. I think a little bit. We met in the middle. All right, it's cool. No I fights. Think, I think all three of us had really great views on that. But I'm gonna move on to the next question. Um, and this is gonna be our final one too. Should mining on asteroids be permissible? What do you guys think? I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, I don't see the issue with that. I mean, it's not like asteroids are alive and it's not like anyone lives on the asteroids but which there are would be cool but you know again back to the next question we would probably wipe them out because i don't want aliens in you know my planet all right i'm still a teenager i want to go to college and go have a good life i don't want to worry about that but yeah so i mean mining on asteroids is, it would be a very valuable resource and i don't see the ethical concerns with that i mean again not an astrologist probably never will be but yeah, I think it is. It will be extremely beneficial to all of us. I, for the most part, um, agree that it should be permitted. Um, a lot of my answers with a lot of ethical issues like these are that um, I'm always somewhere in between, which kills me inside. But in this case, I would say that there needs to be certain amounts of limits, um, because obviously we don't want to just like extract all the um, like a special type of rock on. I don't know. Let's say we wouldn't even get there, but like Venus, let's say a human goes there and extracts, not, not feasible, but a robot, um, I think there should be limits, but I, I don't really disagree much, to be honest, with what you said, Gordon. It's a first, it's a first, we, we always disagree. Yeah, I think asteroids have a host of resources on them that um, uh, we humans on Earth could definitely use, and it would significantly boost our economy too, but we are polluting other other um how do we call this places that we don't really know who or what lives on them and what benefits they have on the spatial ecosystem i don't know if this is the right word for that but i do think that for humans at least in the short term and as we know of it now mining on asteroids should be permissible yeah, I mean, I wouldn't consider space an ecosystem. There's nothing alive in space, at least in our immediate, you know, that, solar that system. we know of. Wait, wait, I want to point out a trend, Gordon, and it's oh, yeah. totally a lighthearted trend. There's yeah. a theme with you dehumanizing things. It's pretty interesting <laughs> when it comes to animals, when it comes to asteroids, and and uh, now the entirety of space. It's nothing exactly wrong with it, but it's just a, it's a trend. I. You completely ruled out alien species, Gordon. How could you? That's true. I did, honestly. But you know what? Look, as I said, I'm just a high school guy. I don't really care about what's going on outside of me. Like, I'm dealing with my own issues. So if there are aliens, praying to God that the United States, you know, can handle that. Okay, now that sounds wrong. But, you know, again, again, look, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Let, let's or, just put it that. How do you want to handle them? More dehumanizing effects and stuff or, like that? I mean, it, it, it's like know. the same I, thing, you know. It's like yeah, totally. Oh, Mosquitoes, right? You, you know. I, I, I get what I get what you're saying. In the, there you in go. The there you go. Um, like, y'all ever watch the alien movies? There you go. That that's when you want to. That's where you want to, I guess, just pull out, you know, your resources and stop that. So I, I don't want xenomorphs on. Clearly, Gordon has never read The Martian, but I think we can put a pin on this debate for now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we don't want to, um, wait, I'm, I'm going to cut it at, um, I agree, because I, I don't know what to say. 
Okay, um, let me pause it. Okay, I almost freaked out and I thought that it wasn't recording, but it's... All right, so I think we've had a pretty stirring debate. Um, we've talked about a host of different issues that are actually being discussed in our scientific community uh, these days. A bunch of ethical questions, um, moral questions, and I guess questions that are just really applicable to the world that we live in today. Um, so Andre, Gordon, and I, um, we really hope you guys enjoyed this debate. It was a little bit different from what we usually do, but I think we all I had see. a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you guys all so much for um, joining us. Oh, wait, Gordon, do, do you want to do our, um, we'll, we'll start making it a tradition. Do you want to do a self-plug for the organization? Self-plug for you. You mean for Interstem, right? Yes, yes. All right, guys, please, you know, if you haven't all done so already, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Or if you're watching this on Spotify, do whatever. Try to follow it. I don't know how that works. But, yeah, overall, this is a phenomenal podcast, guys. Share this with your friends, you know, because why not? We really need that plug. And, yeah, overall, just please join Interstem when you have the chance. This is an amazing organization, and you will find nothing but benefits here. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, guys. Join and understand. Thanks.